A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. A very important week in news ahead. Let's have a look at the G20 Osaka Summit. And as we preview that, I'd like to welcome back Steve Oaken, former Clinton administration official, and Glenn Van Zeffen, founder at Van Media Group, as we preview and review the latest international news. And Steve, the big thing here is the possible meeting or likely meeting ahead of that between the U.S. and China over trade, trying to resolve this uh, terrible uh, issue that we have at the moment that uh, everyone's very uncertain about. Well, I think what we're going to see happen in Osaka is exactly what happened in Argentina, and that is that we're going to have a pause in the escalation of the trade war. This is not going to result in a ceasefire. It's not going to result in a truce. It's not going to result in a solution because the fundamental problems have not changed. China, from the U.S. perspective, remains engaged in unfair competitive practices from forced technology transfers to cyber theft to not having a level playing field between U.S. businesses and SOEs. That's not going to get resolved over dinner. Now, Glenn, of course, so we've heard that they've already spoken over the phone. This is the trade negotiators on both sides. But uh, I know there's a call for this meeting to really try and get things back on track uh, trade-wise. Uh, how confident are you that this is going to be something better than what Steve's saying? Well, I'm, I'm not in the room, obviously, <laughs> and none of us are. Um, I, I think it's to everyone's advantage to find a middle ground on this. Uh, having said that, the sides are pretty retrenched and worried about what their own populations are thinking, mm. right, and what's in, what's in their best interest. I don't think we're going to see a meaningful solution to this, you know, at this G20 summit. I think there'll be talks. I think there'll be some statements that are put out that, hey, we're talking and things are great. Mm-hmm. I don't honestly see, especially uh, with the hardness of the Trump administration in terms of trade with China, I don't think we're going to see a meaningful solution in this round at the G20. And talking of the G20, anything else that stands out, Steve, for you that we should be looking out for at this annual uh, summit? No, I mean, I think there's so many issues facing the world right now. And if you you know look in the newspapers in Singapore, other countries are trying to get out of the crossfire between mm. the U.S. and China. So yep. maybe you see the RCEP, the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership of 16 countries um, in the region moving forward. So trying to find ways to move forward while the U.S. and China I- engage in this battle is what in the interest of everyone else. Can I uh, just add two issues that I see that may come up? And I don't know, again, what the resolution might be. But Japan is pushing really hard for this idea of marine pollution and sustainability. And they they are not confident. They might get some sort of a communique out of it, but not a hard and fast set of this is what we're going to action plan kind of do things. But they they were already pushing for it. It's, It's been on the agenda. That will certainly come up. Whether or not there's meaningful movement on it, we'll have to see. The other one would be in relation to women's rights and protection of women um, around the world. And again, it's an issue that I don't expect that we would see a list of you know five things to do that everyone will agree upon, but it is something that's surfacing on the agenda. And I think these will be two things that will come up outside of the trade dialogue that we're all expect to hear as well. We're looking ahead to the week in international news with Glenn Van Zeffen, owner at uh, Van Media Group, and also Steve Oaken, former Clinton administration official. Well, of course, uh, Boris Johnson is up against Jeremy Hunt, become the next conservative leader of the UK and the next prime minister with Theresa May stepping down. We're going to see a busy week ahead, but some domestic issues in the background. We heard about it in the news, Steve, with a very heated argument, seeing the police being called between Boris Johnson and his partner, his uh, girlfriend, in in their place. 
and this is certainly going to impact the contest to be the next leader of the conservative party and the next prime minister, because Boris Johnson's really, I mean, he runs on his personality. He runs on his persona. He doesn't really have any great plan for Brexit that anybody Mm. knows of. Mm. Um, And so if this really hits his persona, if this hits why his, his attractiveness to voters, this could really hurt him much more than it would hurt somebody like Donald Trump, you know, during the campaign in the U.S. in 2016. Yeah, I know Donald Trump's a big fan of, of Boris Johnson, but Glenn <laughs> Van Zeffen's a good person to ask as he trains people on, on media skills and the way they should angle mm. themselves. And Boris Johnson has been asked about this, in, you know, over the last day or so about what happened, and he's kind of dodged the questions. Is this the right strategy for him? What should he do from a media perspective? It's not going to go away. Look, for those of the listeners who aren't familiar with it, there is an actual recording taken by the neighbors of this altercation that uh, will, if not already out in the public sphere, will be there soon. We can guarantee it. Uh, He's refused to acknowledge uh, this has happened and answer questions. Even the Metropolitan Police at first would not acknowledge it until they were told by reporters at The Guardian, hey, we've got a case number. We've got the license numbers of the cars that showed up. What's going on? So everyone has tried to play this down for whatever reasons. Uh, We can imagine some of them. I think it would have been better for him to say, look, we had an altercation. Everyone is fine. It's a stressful time. And like many couples, we're going through a stressful moment. And, you know, we've worked things out and just acknowledge it and get on with it. Sometimes when you have bad news, you just have to admit that something isn't great. Now, had there been a police report lodged, had there been physical violence uh, implicated, of course, that's a different story. But as far as we know right now, it was a shouting argument, something about a laptop, don't don't access uh, Boris's laptop or something. Uh, From what we know, there was no physical violence involved. And I think that would be a big thing. I think he should just, you know, should have just acknowledged it and move on. As we mentioned, U.S. President Donald Trump is a big uh, supporter of uh, Boris Johnson, and he says the United States will impose major new sanctions on Iran on Monday in the wake of the Islamic Republic downing a U.S. spy plane, Steve. Uh, he was very close, wasn't he, to you know using those retaliatory strikes because of that incident. Uh, what are you expecting? I thought already there were pretty strong measures against Iran. You know, Teddy Roosevelt was famous for saying, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick. And what you have here is Donald Trump doing the opposite, which is... <laughs> <laughs> speak loudly yeah. and, and carry a small stick. <laughs> sanctions are very difficult because to get the sanctions to work, they need to be global sanctions. You need to have the EU buy into them. Mm. You need to have Japan buy into mm. them. You need to have Russia and China buy into them. And does Donald Trump have that type of credibility and standing to really get to maximum pressure, as he calls it, with North Korea as well? And then you see sanctions being evaded with North Korea. So this is going to be a very tense situation, but I don't know how much more you know goodwill and reputation and pressure the U.S. have right now to carry forth this. Hey, can I just say from the global sort of communication standpoint, these past four or five days have been a disaster for Trump. He's, he talked about being cocked and loaded. He came off half cocked mm-hmm. in every way, shape, and form, the way he communicated what he was going to do, mm-hmm. what was happening with Iran, and what he was going to do about it, and then backtracking and going forward. Now, you know, if you're some low-level bureaucrat somewhere, maybe you can get away with doing that kind of thing. But as the f- leader of the free world, one has to be more measured and strategic about this communication. You know, the most obvious case in point saying, hey, we're going in, and 10 minutes before the the bombs are starting to drop, he says, no, there might be too much loss of life. The question, obviously, is, well, didn't you ask and know about this potential 150 people loss of life 
when you were planning this, right? Right. Which, uh, you know, anyway, there's a whole bunch of other issues around that particular number, which came from Pentagon lawyers. It was not vetted with the uh, military chiefs uh, before it was brought up to the White House. But in any case, this has been a communications disaster, which to Steve's point leads to diminution. How's that word for a Sunday morning? uh, Of his communication and leadership ability. So now now that he does want to impose these harsher sanctions, you know, is anyone really going to take him seriously? Because, mm. uh, you know, every time he talks big and then he backs off and he did the same with uh, with North Korea as well. Yeah. So, Glenn, uh, looking at something that happened in your homeland in Hawaii, there's been a horrific uh, crash with 11 people on board a skydiving excursion in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. These accidents do occasionally happen. I don't, I don't remember a skydiving accident this tragic. Mm. Um, I've been skydiving once in my life, so I know the fear and trepidation when you're on your way up and, and getting ready to dive. So I can't imagine the sadness around that. You know, we often, not often, every now and then we'll see one of these helicopter sightseeing tours crash yes. uh, in uh, in Hawaii as well. Mm. And um, I, I would imagine, you know, the tourism business there is, is very tightly run and very tightly uh, monitored. But this will, again, bring up questions as to, uh, look, does there need to be more regulation or oversight mm. uh, on tourism? Yeah, 11 people killed on Friday, a small plane crashing during a skydiving excursion in Hawaii and erupting into flames. So on a happier note or on a more humorous note, Steve, uh, in Berlin, how about this? Four people (laughs) taken to hospital for lacerations to the head after a man urinated off a Berlin bridge on a tour boat. And he urinated on them and they stood up in shock and they hit their heads on the bed. On the the bridge. On the bridge, yeah. My urinalysis of the situation. (laughs) Oh, nice one. (laughs) Is that, I'm sure when these tours were getting on the boat, they were not expecting showers that day. Oh. <laughs> and, and I will also say that for those tourists who are in Singapore, when, when you get on the boats and, you know, on the Singapore River and Boat Key and Clark Key, this isn't going to happen here. I think you're safe to say that. And I've been to Berlin. I'm sure you guys have been there uh, as well. And it is a kind of funky city, isn't it, Glenn? It's a lot going on. It's, a, it's kind of like the wild city of Germany. It's, it? it's known for its alternative kind of culture and, and, you know, parties, rave parties and clubs. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's known for a lot of things. And it, it hadn't been known for this before. But apparently now this will at least part of the Berlin meme for a while. Hey, look, I like funky as much as the next <laughs> yeah. guy, but this is too funky. Too much funk on this one. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the moment, Steve Oaken and Glenn Van Zeffen. This has been our International News Week in Review and also a preview to big events happening in the world this week. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.